Okay. So how'd you how'd you feel this morning? I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No residuals or nothing. No. No residuals. So one is okay. Yeah. Yeah. One's one will do. One will do. Yeah. That's enough. Three next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Um. Plus, I'm a lightweight now. Yeah. So, it's probably because you you've been out of the the drinking gym for a while. Yeah. I don't I don't drink very much anymore. So. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. It's not too bad. You just gotta find like a place to be responsible or whatever. You know. Jake gets abusive when he drinks. True. <laughs> no, I don't. I definitely do not. But um, actually, I get really happy and huggy. Ugh. Yeah. So unlike you. Yeah. If anything. <laughs> you mean to tell me you really aren't all that angry? I guess not. I guess not. But yeah. So other than that, like, yeah, we, we woke up fine. I woke up relatively early, eight o'clock comparatively for a Sunday. It's pretty pretty fucking late. But you know how that goes. Yeah, man. Well, Sunday's the the rest day, man. Yeah, I got a couple more weeks before football season starts up. Good stuff. Gonna be back to be angry every Sunday again, but it's okay. So enjoy it while it lasts. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, how'd you feel this morning? Good man. I woke you're, up fine. You're good. Slept in kind of late. What time did you wake up? Like eleven. Well, I woke up at like eight thirty originally, and I was like, we were supposed to go to the flea market, and then I hit that snooze button, and I woke up, and I was like, oh shit, it's eleven. <laughs> so did you end up doing the flea market at all? No, we didn't go today. We'll probably go next weekend. What was the agenda? At the flea market? Yeah. I just to browse around. Oh, okay. Just to do a walk. There's something uh, interesting. I feel like I find every time I go. You know? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, are you ready? Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 129. One, two, nine. Yeah, we are back on a low-lit but slightly humid day. Yeah, that's on the a good South description. Side, on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. And we are back. Gabe. How's my week? How was your week, partner? It was all right, man. We, uh, we're out here. I had a pretty slow week at work, and then Thursday they were like, hey, uh, we, need this sh- we need this, this, and that done by Friday before you leave. And I was like, fuck. Okay. So, I mean, I got done and stuff, you know, but I was like, God damn it. You couldn't have told me Monday to Wednesday yeah. when I was... Had time. When I had time, you know. Yeah. But whatever. You know, it's just how it is sometimes. Nothing like a late minute project. Yeah. Gotta love that stuff. To get your week going. All righty, buddy. Um, anything else to report? On this uh, T minus seven days. Oh, yeah. Seven days and some change. Yeah. So, Gabe is going to take his uh, flutter trip with his significant other. I'm sure it's going to be a, a hoot. Uh, but he will be back in time for next week's podcast, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, that, that's the word he gave me. But I have a feeling he's going to stroll in and be like, eh, I'm a little tired. Which nah, is a- man, we'll make it work. It's a three-hour flight. All right. So we'll see. Um, do you Have you figured out where you're staying? Uh, Maddie. Where are we staying? All-Star Sports Hotel. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will sleep like a peasant for a week. It's not that bad. <laughs> You'll be all right. I mean, it's Disney, so it's kind of magic. Yeah. It's yeah. magical. It's magical. Smells like Dwayne Wade Johnson's <laughs> underwear. <laughs> sure, sure, for sure. But yeah, um, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, you got anything you're looking forward to on that front? Like, as far um, as- well, just kind of going, experiencing it all, meeting Gaston because he's my boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Star Wars stuff, rides, food. You know, just kind of the general gist of going. Are you gonna try to get your hands on on some blue milk when you're out there? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how uh, readily available it is. Yeah. Because the week I'm going, that Friday is the full. Official launch of uh, Galaxy's Edge. 
Should be fun. Yeah, man. Should be fun. Yeah, because uh, obviously I've mentioned on the pre- on the pod we're uh, you know we're still going in October. Got a little bit of time, and hopefully, hopefully it dies down by then too. Yeah, it won't, it won't, from what I'm understanding, at least Disneyland wasn't over the top because everybody basically collectively said, "Well, we're just gonna wait till next year." So yeah. next year is gonna be like really crazy, well, as opposed to the opening year. Everybody's been like <laughs> the irony. Yeah, kind kind of holding off, but we we've, we've been working on our fast passes too. Um, you know, so. We got some good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Have you guys got to pick the restaurants and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you has. You got to you got to ask her, man. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> you want, you right. want to go over them real quick before we get into the. Egg sure. Egg. I mean, it's up to Maddie. She's she's you know I know. Run she us through the restaurants, woman. Well, Monday we're going to the Yak and Yeti. Monday is the Yak and Yeti, because yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, we're going there. We're going there too. And Tuesday we're going to Mama Melrose's. Tuesday, Mama Melrose's. Awesome. She's wanted to bring a date there since the first time she went to the restaurant. And it's just lucky to be you, huh? Yeah, lucky okay. to be me, I guess. Where's that one at? Which where, Where's that located? It's, um, tucked away in the back of Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Back of Hollywood Studios. Okay. And what's next? What's next? Uh, Wednesday, we're at the Sauna Hill Inn. Sauna Hill Inn. Okay. Inside the Pyramid in Epcot. Okay, okay. Ooh. Thursday, be our guest. <laughs> Dibs on the beast. Yeah, well, it depends where you are. If he's like in the West Wing, you can't even stop him. He won't even stop. Uh, my friend works there. She said you meet him on your way in. On your way in? You meet him on your way in. Okay, but yeah, I know they have him like circulating in the West Wing portion of the restaurant. He just doesn't talk. He just fucking blows through no, the, the dining room every now and then. Awesome. So okay. we get to meet the beast. Sweet. And? Uh, Friday, Tokyo Dining in Epcot. Cool, 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 cool. So Epcot's like the big, the big thing. Because beer. Yeah, beer. Yeah, because beer. Because the beer run. He looks like a golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> true. 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 I All don't right. know. I haven't seen it. So no. So no. Um, Magic Kingdom. Yeah, beer. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. True, true, true. This is true. All righty. All right. So, so let's get into these motherfucking notes. All right. Um. You so first up, they have a. Uh, they found supernova. St- Dust in Antarctica. In Antarctica, what do you, how do you feel about that? That's probably the most metal piece of news we've gotten in a while. My question is, is how long it's been sitting there? Yeah, I mean, I guess they got a carbon dated. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, what are you going to use for references? That right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, I mean, like, <laughs> so somewhere in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mike Kranitsa of the Devil Wears Prada is turning in his bed. <laughs> if it's like the fucking uh, residue from the Big Bang, it's like you know he won't be able to, you know, he <laughs> won't be able to date that really. <laughs> yeah, man, that's super interesting. And uh, well, I mean, how many years have we been on this planet? Well, not us, but like people. You know, it took us this long to to kind of find it. I think it's a neat discovery, man, and it's a good time to be alive. And uh, and I, I don't find I find it I don't find it a coincidence that uh, it's on in on Antarctica because because oh, um, it's basically like a desolate wasteland. Like there's nothing there, nothing to ruin it. Yeah, and we don't. Point. And we haven't been there to like you said, ruin it. And man, imagine the, like the whole Earth was probably covered in it at some point. And uh, yeah, that you is know. a very good point. Actually. And we just build, about that. we just build on top of it or whatever, and you know nobody knows what hey, it is. Hey, maybe those like haunted uh, like Indian graveyards just have supernova dust in them, uh-huh. and that's what brings shit back to. I like hey, that. man, I got an idea for yeah. a movie. We had to write that, write that down. <laughs> right? <laughs> write that down. Right, you heard right. it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> patent pending on that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can't get a patent on that. Why not? It's an idea. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I like how you have the agenda pulled up on your big TV, oh, but you're still looking at your phone. Yeah, you too, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Well, I can't see that far. 
Oh, you can't? Yeah, if you can click control and then scroll in on the agenda. N- you now you're just asking zoom. too much. Yeah, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now I want to. Hold on. Now you want to. Oh, Boom, wow. better? Now we can read. All right, so let's get into these uh, Fox movie <laughs> remakes. I totally forgot. Yeah, you didn't do that, did you? I totally forgot. I did it on my way in. Okay. Um, so <laughs> last week, uh, I talked about how Disney absolved Fox officially, lost a bunch of money with Dark Phoenix, and how their remake in Night at the Museum, Home Alone, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and there was mm-hmm. cheap by the dozen. Good stuff. So I said we should come up with some movies that they should remake. Absolutely. So I got uh, I got kind of a controversial one. Okay. And then I've got a little bit more interesting one. All right. So... Uh, I said, let's not do the obvious ones, which are Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yep. Just because those are layups, those are pot shots, whatever you want to call them. Sure. So here's my first one. How would you feel if they remade The Sandlot? No. No? no. Why not? What's your rationale? I love The Sandlot. Don't touch it. Don't touch The Don't. Sandlot? No, no Sandlot. Is that, um, is that officially holy ground for yes. you? Yes. Yeah? What, what, what constitutes that as holy ground? Because we, we mentioned that, because I think Home Alone and Sandlot are very much in the same vein. Where they're kind of coming of age movies, give or take. Well, Home Alone, not so much like grown up, but Home Alone is something you saw roughly at the same time you saw Sandlot. Is is it not? Uh yeah, probably. You think so? I just I just think that the so Home Alone was fun, but I just think that well, I think Sandlot easily one of the most quotable movies of all time. What about it? Would you not want remade? Like, what is you can't get you can't get those group of kids together and make them flow like they did. Because they felt like a real group of kids that were friends for a long period of time. Sure, sure. And it's very hard to replicate that. Okay. The, the chemistry was there, um, and you know, there's there's always that one that that one friend that's more athletic than the rest of them, and who's like miles beyond. You're like, okay, that kid's gonna be a pro someday, and then it turns out he is. And there's always the goofy fat kid, and there's always the you know, the the nerdy fucking kid who's like, oh my, actually about everything. You know what I mean? The basket case, the princess, yeah. the jock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's another movie yeah. we shouldn't fucking touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't touch that one. But um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be for the Sandlot. No, I'm not feeling that. All one. right, here's my other one. Um, it's I don't want to call it a lesser known movie, but it's not a movie we talk about on this podcast. Okay. Uh, remake Wall Street. Okay. With Gordon Gecko. And I, I think that because um, you know you saw Wolf of Wall Street was that 2012, so seven years ago. Yeah. It came out, and that movie did fucking phenomenally and that's arguably another great quotable movie i think it would be a good time for this kind of uh drama i think and i think it'd be good kind of setting them up for a one two yeah and uh well you know in wolf of wall street the whole thing's like you know don't give in to your greed because life of excess is bliss and that blah 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 yeah, yeah we talked about the movie extensively but uh wall street itself it, you know there's a whole big speech that gordon gecko gives that's like you should give greed you should give into greed i mean yeah where it's a good thing where it promotes innovation things and that blah 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 mm. i think it'd be nice to see kind of the other side of things okay in a more modern take i'm with that i'm cool. with that you got any that you just came up with yeah in the last i two minutes? saw anastasia okay anastasia it's already a animated property uh-huh and i think just reanimate yeah just do something with your own flair cheap pick yeah Easy, easy layup on that one, I think. Um, there was another one that I saw. Hold on. Um, I mean, you could, you could always do ID4. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's bad. I'm ashamed of myself for even bringing that up. Uh, Sound of Music. Sound of Music. It's been, what, 60 years? Yeah. Uh, that would be kind of cool. iRobot. Hmm. I don't know. Will Smith did that role pretty damn well. Though. It was a pretty good. It's easily to me. I robots one of the most underrated sci-fi science fiction. Films I think of all it's time. easily one of the most underrated Will Smith movies as well. I agree with that. Yeah. What do, is there a Will Smith film that you think is overrated? Overrated. Yeah. I'd probably have to sit down and look at him, man, but he has a lot of like really good bangers. Yeah. Out there. Uh, Suicide Squad, probably overrated. Yeah. Uh, well, e- even though he was the only saving grace of that film. 
I do. I, honestly, I, I love me some ID4, but I think it's slightly overhyped. Sure. I, I believe it. I mean, I guess you could kind of say the same about Men in Black. It's not this crazy. I'm not saying everybody like Men in Black is the best movie ever. But at the end of the day, it's kind of one of those where the plot is in the background, per se. Like, you don't remember yeah. the movie for the plot. True. You remember it for Knoxville, Will Smith, and uh, 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 help me out here. Uh, Tom, the, the white guy. That's Will Smith's partner. Oh, uh, um, oh shit. Um, shit, now we're both Tom, doing Tommy it. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Thank you so much. Fuck. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I like, the plot's kind of in the background. Yeah. And I feel like, well, don't remake it because we already got that. Yeah, uh, robots. Oh yeah, robots. That'd be fun. That. That'd be cute. You got you could add that to your parks. It looked nice. That, that movie was janky looking when it came out, man. It wasn't horrible. No, I saw, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great by any means. Yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there's an interesting world to explore there though. Sure, for sure. Um, so I like robots. Uh, fun fact: saw robots in theaters three times. Awesome. Uh, but not for the movie because it had the 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 preview for uh, Revenge of the Sith attached to it. So I mean, my dad uh, went to go see you. it three times. But um. So that's one. Hold on, I'm looking through. Uh, I can't. I don't really want them touching Planet of the Apes in any kind of way. Uh, so that's not one. Saint Petra, no. Bohemian Rhapsody just came out. Yeah, remake it. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I kind of. I was thinking about that one. I don't know. It's yeah. It's, well, it's, it's in the middle. Iffy. Yeah, it's in the middle. I'm sure they could remake it, but is it going to be anywhere near as good? No, definitely not. You know, and you know, it's funny because we always say on this podcast that like. Fuck remakes, fuck this and that, fuck the cheap stuff like that. But here we are playing a game of what movies Fox should remake. Well, I think that's part ideas. of the part of the charm, no? Yeah, I guess you got to play kind of both sides of the coin every yeah, once in a while, right? Might as well just you know go with it every now and then. I guess you could say that the coin has a say. That's my one. True, true, true. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. They could do that. Yeah, one remake, again. please. <laughs> <laughs> they could do that one again, but do it better. You know, well, knives out. Yep, for sure, for sure. Good stuff. You want to move on to the next topic? Yeah, let's go ahead and move. All right, so Frozen 2. So I saw this trailer when I went to go see Toy Story. Uh, I mentioned it prior that they had like a teaser out, right, that seemed very dark in tonality, right? It just felt different. It didn't seem like the the happy Frozen. Well, not even Frozen itself was kind of dark and dreary. Sure. But, um, this one looks like, like it doesn't feel like it's associated to the same movie. It feels like they're going on a different kind of adventure this time around. Uh, there's like a element, elementals kind of... Uh, you know, bosses, you know, sure to use video game speak. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting because you know, uh, look like they're maybe talking about some of the military, uh, p- possibilities with her abilities. And everybody's like, Well, what do we do? Like, you know, there's like a line there, and that's what the trailer was kind of talking about. Like it said, it's taking this group of characters, which is who are relatively, um, what's the one I'm looking for, charming, um, and kind of putting them on a different path. And it looked good. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to give that some love. Because even my wife, who doesn't like Frozen, was like, yeah, that looks good. That looks real good. So um, that's on my agenda. I'm looking forward to that moving forward. But Awesome. Uh, so uh, coming coming to you soon, Frozen, the MMORPG. <laughs> and Frozen, the military drama coming fall 2019. Military, you can look out for it. Military simulation. Yeah, there, you <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Brings a whole new meaning to ice. How do you feel about Frozen? Are you? Are you? I don't really give a shit, man. It's yeah. just kind of floating out there. You're not really into Frozen like that. Not for me. <laughs> nice. So, uh, from what I understand, it's been confirmed that Ewan McGregor is returning. On it's Disney. been confirmed. Yeah, has been confirmed. Uh, is returning as Obi Wan Kenobi on his uh, standalone Disney Plus. Um, you know, property because you know Disney Plus is going to take over the fucking world. Uh, 
how do you feel about that? Cool. I think he deserves the role. Um, if you were to ask me what's wrong with the prequels, he would be nowhere near that yeah, list. Yeah, he is not on that list. You no. know, he did his role. I love Ian McGregor as an actor. I think he did a phenomenal job. And pre- I, I think I love most of the movies he's been in yeah. or led in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man. So I'm all for it. Okay, so you're all with it. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, this is something that's you know that we've been talking about for a long time. We want Mr. Ewan McGregor to come back and to do the role because, like you said, probably one of the saving graces. If you enjoy the prequels, it's probably because of him. <laughs> he probably had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Um, so I'm glad that um, you know he's back, and I'm kind of interested in what they're gonna do. Are they gonna try to do an origin story? Are they gonna talk about his time in the desert? Like, what's the plan? You know, on that front. Um, but I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what they're going to be doing moving forward with that. But right, let's talk some gaming. All righty. Moving along. So first reaction. I'm going to so this is actually something that I saw tweeted out by. Um, oh, my God. Uh, by Sony this week. So uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a term and you're going to tell me the first game that comes to mind. PlayStation one. Uh, Spyro. Spyro. OK. PlayStation two. Oh, PlayStation two. Oh, man. Probably Tony Hawk. Okay. PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3, The Last of Us. PlayStation 4. Um, God of War. Okay. Very good. So, yeah, that was something that I saw posted up on uh, on their Twitter, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, yeah, that's... Well, what did, where did I rank at? Pretty average? No, I think, yeah, I think you're about right. Uh, Spyro is probably the the easily the weakest one out of the whole deal. Sure. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Because I would, uh, for me, my first reaction was uh, PlayStation 1 was Metal Gear Solid. Okay. PlayStation Two Metal was Gear Solid. PlayStation Three Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> PlayStation Two was um, Ratchet and Clank. Nice. Up your arsenal. Uh, PlayStation Three was The Last, Last of, of Us. Us, and PlayStation Four was God of War. Okay. So um, you you know we were relatively close on that front. Yeah, same same time frame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was kind of fun. But with that, it kind of gave me the idea of maybe doing that in the future. Um, you know, bringing up a couple maybe ba- you could do bands or whatever the hell. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Like what album or whatever? Sure. So I, I thought that was kind of fun, but um, yeah, good, interesting, good, 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 good. Oh my god, Fuck English motherfucker, do you speak? I, might, I think it just hit me again, Gabe. Uh, you drunk again? <laughs> yeah. Um, good choices, Gabe. I like it. Alrighty. So, are you familiar with Time Splitters? I am. Yeah. How do you feel about Time Splitters? As uh, a I think it's a classic. I think it's a game that I'd say like ninety nine percent of people look back fondly on. Yeah. And so I know the creators are in talks about bringing it back. Yeah, because like uh, I guess th th eight. Oh my THQ God. Nordic. Thank you. Yeah. THQ Nordic is... Uh, they got something big up their sleeve, but yeah. we don't know what yet. Which is basically an offshoot of what THQ was, because they've, they've obviously collapsed a couple years ago, but the Nordic thing is still around. Um, and I guess the creator of Time Splitters is in-house now. So they're talking about bringing... Uh, the possibility of bringing back Time Splitters, which I'm all for. Time Splitters is like one of the most fun party games. Absolutely. You strap up four controllers and fucking go at it with your friends with the flare gun, which is the shit. I fucking love that fucking thing. It was a lot of fun. And uh, story-wise, it was pretty interesting, too. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was good stuff. So hopefully Time Splitters makes a return. Uh, I think a little bit overdue, actually, I think. Well, grossly overdue. It's been probably, what, 20 years? Let Give or look. take? Let me look up the last Maybe time. 2000... Maybe me Five. Then. Five, Five? you think it was that late? I'm thinking like a one-ish. No, I don't think that's late. Time splitters. Let me look, because I know this is something that people wanted and then it disappeared. I think Time Splitters three or whatever was supposed to come out, and it never did. Um, like many other games, 2000. You are correct. Sir. Yeah. So it's been wow. 19 years. Going to be 20. I think we should get first of all HD oh, remaster. Actually, Time Splitters two came out in 2002. So yeah, you're, yeah. But you're still so so HD remaster for the first two games. Bundle them for 30 bucks. 
and then gauge interest because I think there's enough of a community to kind of pick time splitters back up. Yeah. But you don't really know until you put your foot in the water, right? Yeah. Do you really want to dedicate the resources to making a full a full title? You know, and and I'm it. sure it'd sell well. Yeah. But I'm sure investors and developers and all these people need numbers. And they need to know that people are going to sit down and buy this. Yeah. So even if, yeah, like you said, if they were to do a remake and a remaster, if it sells relatively well, I think it would be time to. I mean, I'm telling you, 30 bucks for the first two games, I'd buy that. Yeah. I know you would. Yeah, definitely. It's good stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. And I'm hoping that. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to bring the story uh Round Robin. Yeah. In a full, couple of years. Full circle, please, for the love of God. Because this is a franchise that was, like I said, was tons of fun. I remember staying up late playing it with my cousins late at night. I got gotcha. you. On the GameCube going in. Cool, cool, know. cool. So I brought this topic up to you last, last night. night when yes, we were out and about and drinking. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've seen that when you're looking at a UFC or boxing fight or whatever, mm-hmm. there's always this kind of hype around the shit talking and these people kind of getting each other's faces and saying like, oh, he has poor form or this and that, blah, 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 whatever it may be, right? Yeah. And so I've noticed, because um, I was watching a couple of, let's say, pseudo documentaries on people like Dark Side Phil and all these kind of like infamous fighters. Yeah. And so... Um, I've noticed that like they bring uh, a substantial amount of hype because they're these kind of sore losers when they're playing. Yeah. Like the whole dark side Phil thing was like when he wins, it's like, oh, you're total trash. You know how to play the game. But then when you're winning, it's like, bro, my controller's broken. <laughs> you know? And so he kind of made uh, like an infamy for himself by yeah. doing all this shit talking. So my question to you is, do you think it's of the same value shit talking in like the FGC, the fighting game community? Um in regards to that, do you think it, it warrants the same thing uh, to build hype, or do you think it's just being disrespectful? Um, I think that well, there's definitely a, a line drawn there. I think you could kind of uh, translate chick, shit talking into anything kind of competitive, um, but the thing is, is that with video games, there's a line that could be drawn where okay, you're going to say something ignorant to me, I'm going to punch you in the re- fucking face for real, and yeah. then you got a real problem. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of with it. <laughs> you know, I think, like I said, it's, it's kind of fun because I definitely have spent a time or a night or two with my friends playing Mortal Kombat and just be like, ah, oh, why'd you do that now? Like, and kind of poking, poking. Yeah, I think we still do that. Yeah, poking the bear a little bit, especially with Ponce. I drive him nuts. Yeah, I, I, I calculate my, my shit talking to him to a science. Um, but, um, but then again, there is a line to be drawn. Uh, where it could actually get you punched in the face in IRL, bro. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm with it because I just like shit talking. <laughs> I think it's uh it's fun. Sure. Even if it's done in like in a non malicious way, you could definitely talk shit and have it be funny. I think um I think you're totally right about kind of drawing the line here. Yeah. I think as long as they keep it like in house, like you refrain from talking about the other dude's mama. Yeah. And you kind of keep it like, bro, like why are you why are you fucking playing footsies with me yeah. and care or whatever. If you keep it game relative related. to the game, I think it's fine. Yeah, but well, if you go out and say like, oh, your sister's a whore. Yeah. Now we have a problem. Yeah. Then there's a then there's now a, there's a real world problem. Yeah. Real world repercussions for what you just said to me. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. As long as like you said, as long as you keep it within the context of the game, I think they're fine. Sure. Now let's bring this full circle. How do you feel about this sort of shit talking in uh, like trading card game tournaments? Like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. Well, I've, I, I'm not. I don't have the crazy exposure that you do. Sure. So, because um, it's very frowned upon in those kinds of settings. I mean, because I mean, because I, I think there's like this jock mentality when it comes to video games, and I don't know why. Maybe because there is like a like a at hand, least recently, yeah, yeah, like a hand-eye coordination kind of differences where they feel like they're more akin to athletes than you sure. know maybe a card game player. Okay. Um, 
I think that probably has a lot to do with it because there is definitely. I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the strategy of a card game, but at the end of the day, it's all about the draw, right? Because you can have the best strategy in the world. Your deck could be built a certain way, but if you're not getting the draw that you need to be successful, necessarily, you may not win. If you're not getting the draw, you need to be successful after a turn. Man, you got to sit down and revamp your deck. I mean, I get, I get that, but um, every every card in your deck should be aimed towards propelling your strategy. No, I know that's just coming from me. No, but I um, yeah. no, I, I get you. There is definitely kind of this. Uh, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. The jock mentality in video games, because well, first and foremost, you know, the TCG community isn't as mainstream as gaming is, because gaming, give or take, is now mostly accepted, right? Yeah, because it causes violence. But um, <laughs> but like you know, like trading card games and playing Magic competitively and stuff like that isn't essentially mainstream. I wouldn't say it's so grossly frowned upon as it was 20 years ago, but it's not um the social norm quite yet. And maybe I, we'll get there eventually. I saw a meme earlier this week where it has a guy like in a trench from World War One with throwing a grenade, and his partner's like, "Well, what are you doing?" I don't it's know. Like, they haven't invented yeah, video games. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, they had the pong, a pong cabinet, and it's like 1961, the birth of violence. <laughs> Father, I crave yeah. violence. Yeah, goddamn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think it's not. Is there like a shit talking community and like chess, like? I put. I mean, there might be, but it might be so far. The bar might be so high above our head. It might just, just we might not yeah. get it. Yeah, they're probably talking in fucking code. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can, um, can we get a? Can we get a like a pre-game shit talk for the Jeopardy contestants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm with it as long as it's within the boundaries of the game. And like you said, once it starts getting personal, then there's going to be some real life repercussions for that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's that. Oh, and, and just as a quick little note, I've seen people get kicked out for bad behavior in trading card game tournaments. That's good. And what's I, the what's the worst behavior you've seen? Uh, I I was not playing. I was spectating. And it was semifinals, so final four. And uh, one dude lost terribly, like terribly, like 2-1. Two, two uh, he had the lead with that one initially, and then he totally blew it and ended up being 3-1. He gets eliminated, flips the table over, <sighs> loses his shit. Card shop owner says, get the fuck out. I don't want to see you here again. And, uh, yeah, well, we haven't seen him since. Wow. And granted, you know, I don't frequent as often as I used to, but I'm sure that... Um, that band stayed? stayed? Yeah, the, the guys over there are pretty pretty serious about their bands so yeah he was like really upset screaming and shouting and i mean whatever man it happens sometimes why, why play though if you're gonna take a loss like that because hey man those some of these tcg players are just pure scummy and it's not even a bash at tcg it's just people are scummy you're gonna meet them wherever you go trading card game by yeah. the way that's for those who yeah <laughs> i mean I, I told you the story about why uh eric one of the one of the employees over at top got stopped playing right why magic competitively because he would do the tournaments and stuff and uh, this one time he was uh, in a tournament and the guy takes his deck to shuffle it or to cut it or whatever, right? And he bent one of his cards in the corner and he oh, calls yeah. over the judge. He's like, look, he has a marked card. And yeah, people are just shitty out there, man. And it's just what it is. And some people don't know how to behave in a social setting. And it's but I, I, I'm saying to me, I think those are people who have never dealt with the real world repercussions of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally get you. Yeah, because if somebody were to do that to me, I'm reaching across the table. Then I'm going to get banned for life because I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> and then I Don't go you to, dare bend my black lotus. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's move on. We spent too much time on this. I mean, it was fun. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So Sega Genesis. 30 years old. Wow. 30 years old. That's why I put it on there because the Sega Genesis is 30 years old. What so is your... 30 this week? 
Well, yeah, this week. What is your experience with the Sega Genesis? Do you play? Have you ever played a Genesis? Have I played you- a Genesis. Yeah, contrary to popular belief. Okay. I haven't delved so much time and spent all this money. Blah blah blah. Simply because my first real console was a Game Boy Advance. Okay. So I was kind of later. I was a couple years later after the Genesis. But yeah, I'd say I have really fond memories of playing. I can't remember which fucking Sonic game it was. They but, had a bunch of them. They were really good. Yeah, but it was the OG classic one with the grassy hills and stuff. Yep. Played the shit out of that. One of my buddies had it. I mean, we had some fun with it. I can't, you know, attest to being an owner of a Genesis, but I can. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sega Genesis is actually my very first console that I ever played cool. uh, at the age of two. Mm-hmm. My first game was Mortal Kombat 2 on the Sega Genesis. Awesome. Uh, I remember very, many of fond memories. There was Bonkers. Bonkers was on the PlayStation. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, the Sega Genesis, right? Uh, Sonic Pinball, which was my shit. Uh, it's one of the games I remember most fondly. I just remember having a good old, grand old time with the Sega Genesis. But I also remember selling it in a in a garage sale uh, several years later, which is, I'm sad because I wish I would still have that piece of machinery with me. But, yeah, 30 years old. Congratulations to the Sega Genesis. Sega's still around. Obviously not in the same capacity. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, not, not in the same capacity that they were in, but uh, they're still around. Um, and who else really can say that from back in the day? But yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Well, Nintendo. Uh, yeah. And the, 1890, whatever. <laughs> Nintendo, and that's it. Atari's not around anymore. You know what I mean? Sony wasn't in the game yet, you know, and and the Giants weren't around. Microsoft is like, what? What's that? What's gaming? I don't even know what that is yet. Uh, you know, it's just kind of crazy. The only one who's left still is Nintendo. Sure. Testament sure, to them. Sure, sure. Speaking of Nintendo. Yeah. So I had an experience this week. One of my buddies was in the hospital, unfortunately. Okay. And uh, so I went to go visit him, took a half day off work, and I brought my Switch with me. And I shit you not, this should have been one of those like Nintendo commercials because I went in. That's not like I Nintendo brought Nintendo. Mario Kart with me. I plopped it on his little food tray and I gave him one of the Joy-Cons and we played Mario Kart. You should totally pitch that to them. That's such a nice little like. It was, I mean, you know, he was in good mental health if we should say that you know he was feeling better and stuff blah blah blah. but dude we just sat down and played like mario kart for like 40 minutes it was great and it was just one of those things where i'm like well i can't bring my playstation (laughs) yeah you know it was like i literally brought the switch to work with me and i was like i'm taking a half day went to the hospital brought it in plopped it down we played that's excellent and you know he was in there for like a week i think maybe eight days so i'm sure that was like a nice breath of fresh air just yeah being able to even if it is for the the 40 minutes just to fucking play a game man just to forget just to sec- forget that yeah. you're stuck in this little shithole for sure for sure is he okay yeah he's yeah. out he's out he's doing good very cool he's in good health now but yeah it was just one of those things where i like got out of the hospital i was like damn Nintendo, where's my check at? For real, you should <laughs> you should probably send a tweet about that. Yeah, <laughs> that might be good. That might be good. They might be using that for a commercial. All right, uh, last thing on the gaming agenda: uh, Guilty Gear, um, which is like an anime. Yeah, fighter. I'm familiar. You familiar? Um, they're I guess they're rebooting or yep. doing like a soft reboot because I guess their titles are like off the wall, like Guilty Gear XR Seven, th- the third edition, or some shit like that, right? So they hit the reset button. Um, they dropped the trailer for just the game called Guilty Gear, which looks pretty cool. I'm not going to touch it <laughs> based on my experience with the... Sure. yeah, With the back button. Yeah, with Arc Systems <laughs> and all that. Uh, but it looks like a lot of fun. Guilty Gear is one of those games. A lot of fun to, look, to watch be played. So, um, yeah, man, that's, some, that's, that's grossly important for a fighting game. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Absolutely. Is there any fighting game out there that you have interest in that you might someday pick up? Or have interest in picking up, like coming up that I know. Uh, of? Coming up, maybe something you've seen prior, or something that you want to fuck around with. Well, the the only thing really uh, that I want to get my hand on is Killer Instinct. Sure. Um, 
just because you've played prior titles and yeah. you enjoy it. And I enjoy it, and there's something about the the ambiance of it that I just enjoy. Um, but I know that's exclusively an Xbox thing, and I guess they're not doing a two or whatever. Because yeah, you wait long enough, it'll come around. Yeah, because you know they did a pretty good job with the first one, and they did they did they serviced it correctly as opposed to dumping all their characters at once. They kind of slowly brought them into the fold, and they had a pretty balanced fighting game out of it. Um, it looks like fun, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, that's probably like the only other fighting game right now that I'm thinking about touching. Sure. I'm like knee deep in Nightwolf at this point, still learning uh, with Coerg and he's fun. I'm having a good time with him. But um, so yeah, that's, it's basically the, you know, Guilty Gear's coming around and it's going to be coming back out and cool. All well, we that definitely stuff. check that out. I know Tech is doing like all these kind of crazy crossovers from other, from other fighters from other games, but I'm not familiar enough with them because I'm a fucking pleb and I only play one fighting game. Sure. So, um, I know they're doing a bunch of cool stuff. I know they had Negan out not too long ago from Walking Dead. And like I said, like Gee or whatever the fuck. Tekken was the one fighter I don't think I could get into. I'm usually pretty good with, uh, like, obviously Mortal Kombat is kind of my choice fighter. But yeah. I've played, you know, the Dead or Alive series. I've played King of Fighters. I've played a bit of Blaz Blue. Or, I'm sorry, Blaz Guilty Blue. Gear. Yeah. Oh, Guilty um, Gear. Okay. And, then, you know, I've kind of, like, been around in the in the genre of the scene, whatever you kind of, whatever you want to call it. But Tekken was just one of those things where I was like, dude, I can't do this. What is your experience with Street Fighter? Do you, have you played Street yeah, Fighter? Yeah, I played Street Fighter. I, it just didn't kind of, I never latched onto it. Like, mm. yeah, the characters were cool and all, the music was nice, but that's kind of where it ended for me. I feel. I, I felt no need to do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I think the last kind of bigger one before this whole Mortal Kombat X situation was probably Soul Calibur. And I did not play. I think the last one I played was four, and I did. Like I spent a gross amount of time on what, that. Are they on six now? They're on six. Six oh, came wow. out last year, I believe. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I like Soul Calibur, but it's just a little too slow for me. Um, I kind of put it in the same category as Tekken, where you have to know the dance. Like, there's a dance to it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Tekken's like really, really good at or known for like attacking people when they're on the floor. So I'm like, I don't really like that because I feel like I'm trapped. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, it feels like I'm actually getting jumped. Like somebody's like over me, kicking me in the head. This is supposed yeah. to be a life simulator. Yeah, it's fuck. Um, but you know, Tekken. Like I, I, I texted you maybe a couple months ago because I was watching like a fucking sick final for Tekken, maybe for at Combo Breaker or something like that, and. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was good stuff. But yeah, there's uh, there's there's definitely a science to building a fighting game that Jacob enjoys, apparently. Uh, and if your name begins with NRS, you probably are a step ahead. All right. Moving along. Let's talk some music news and reviews. All right. So we got three albums and two singles this week. We do. So uh, <laughs> how do you want to tackle this? Let's do uh, let's do singles first. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so this week we've got two kind of interesting singles. Singles. Uh, one of them is Shark Week by Silent Planet, which is a B-side off When the End Began. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I actually haven't dug into it yet. No? No, uh, I haven't te- checked it out yet because I was kind of overwhelmed by the fucking three reviews. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Uh, but I haven't got to it yet, but I want your opinion on it. Uh, well, first of all, I think it fits the theme of When the End Began beautifully. And uh, Garrett wasn't kidding, man. This is the most emotionally taxing song on the album. This will fuck you up if you sit down and read the lyrics. Why did it not make the final, the final I, cut? I have no idea. That's my kind of concern because this song is great and I would have cut maybe one or two songs before I cut this one. Which ones would you cut? Uh, I got to pull up the album list. Okay. But uh, this song's very really good. Um, it comes out swinging, man, and it's one of those vicious pounding in your head songs and it, it's Hard properly good. I like it. Um, and yeah, man, it, I'm just kind of curious why it didn't make the cut is all. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping we get maybe another song or two 
if it's just a single B-side or maybe two B-sides. It's usually like two or three, right? Yeah. Two or three songs that make one, the cut. Because usually they're, what's going to end up happening is they'll probably drop another one or two, like you said, and then I'll have like a deluxe edition for the yeah, album. Yeah, re-release the album. Yeah, and have it put into place. But yeah, man, properly good. Put that on a, put that on shuffle throughout the week. All right. That'll get you going. Uh, you know what's actually funny or weird? Uh, Chiodos, when they did Bone Palace Ballet, because usually the formula when bands do like a deluxe mm-hmm. version of the album that they released, um, you know, they would just do the album as it was and then um, wait a year or two and then put the, you know, the, the B-sides at the bottom of the track list and they would label them B-sides. Chiodos actually rearranged their album. Huh, with the B-sides? With the B-sides included in it. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, that, that was like, uh, they kind of broke the mold on that one. I yeah, Chiodos was always ahead of the curve, huh? Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into that because that's a whole other conversation. But uh, awesome. so, okay, so you enjoyed that one. Next. Next one is called Landslide Defeater by Norma Jean. Norma Jean. Yeah. So they came out with a single Friday called Landslide Defeater. Fuck. That's why it's on here. It's really good. Um, I think it's super admirable that Norma Jean is still in the cut and they're still super relevant because this song does not feel generic. However, it does feel very Norma Jean-esque, if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, it, it's something to get your adrenaline going. And Norma Jean's very good at that. Uh-huh. And it brings in the grind the grime and it turns up the gain man and that's what it's good at um i don't think it's super fall far out of the ballpark of what they've done prior okay but you should definitely sit down and listen to it because they're on this kind of steady incline since i don't know since they kind of fell out like late 2013 ish mm-hmm. into obscurity yeah they're back on it man i'm glad to see that well they had that last album that came out a couple of years ago it's called uh polar similarity or something like that and uh, it was really fucking good. Extremely underrated for the year that it came out. I enjoyed it li- a lot. Another um, grossly consistent band. Yeah, they've, and they've been kind of like you said under the radar recently. And I'm glad because they didn't they drop a single like like during the winter. Yeah, I believe so. I forgot what it was called, but uh, we talked about it and we liked it. Well, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did, but uh, yeah, I, haven't, I didn't even know that was out. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, absolutely. I got a one more topic before we dive into these album reviews sure i texted this to you uh will putney is behind the new the ghost inside album and that is fucking awesome it's not even fair <laughs> uh it's will putney and jeremy jeremy mckinnon from a day to remember so we got some manpower oh my behind God. this album and this thing's gonna come out swinging and they're back in the cut that's not even fair that's all i gotta say about this hopefully we get a feature from jeremy i think he'd fit in very smoothly if not i'm sure he's gonna do some work on the production along with will so yeah man it's good to see that they're back they actually have another single out. Did you know that, Norma Jean? Norma Jean, what's the other one? It's called Mind Over Mind. Mind Over Mind, huh? Yeah, and the, I guess the new album's called All the Hail. All Hail. Awesome. All we got a release date on that? Uh, not yet, but they have two singles out. So, that, so soon. Hopefully guess, before the end of the year. I guess that thing that they released uh, a couple of months ago isn't included on the album. It doesn't look mm. like. Interesting. Interesting. It must be like the Slipknot thing where they released. So strange. Unsainted. Was it Unsainted? No, that was uh, All, All Out Life. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Song we don't talk about. It was all right, but you know, we're not gonna, but yeah, that's a little strange. Okay, I'm with that. Uh, Good copy, Jerry McKinnon. That's that's interesting. Yeah, man, like that's that. some manpower. Um, so, how do you feel about the new Devil Wears Prada artwork? I liked it. So we talked about it. I'm okay, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this wasn't on here yet. Yeah. But what we got last week was we got a little snippet of their tweet and they're like teasing the music video. Yeah. And this week we got another snippet of the music video and we saw the artwork a little more clear. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like full blown black metal, like Nordic. Norwegian. Yeah. Death metal. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of awesome considering where the band came from. Um, but yeah, I'm with it. Um, I guess we'll have to see. That would look like single artwork, right? What we saw? Yeah, I believe so. So I guess we'll have to kind of see what the whole package looks like in the end. But I, Do you think they would ever do an album cover without the triangle on it? I mean, they have before. Which one? Uh, besides the, well, what? Zombie EP? 
and plagues zombie and discord plagues discord uh roots above branches below that oh was, yeah you're right about that, that was on space there. they didn't start doing that till dead throne mm, that's a good point well you think they'd break the trend now no, Maybe. I mean, that, that symbol's pretty awesome. Do you like the artwork, most importantly? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like I said, I just think it's a little weird coming from them. Yeah, I, I do like character. it. It's very interesting. And, uh, I, yeah, it's just kind of weird kind of coming from these guys out of Iowa, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of character for them. But, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully it's Gotta good. wait for them singles, man. I told you. I told you before the end of the year. What if they go full-blown black metal on us? Hey, man, I'll support it. <laughs> I think they have the technicality to do something like black metal. Uh, they do. Elisana. I don't know that I'd prefer that over what they've been doing, but I'm sure they could if they wanted to. And that's what's important, right? For sure. Elisana is banging on the door. Awesome. She probably Her hair is probably all wild right now. Crazy. So, shall we get into these album reviews? Yeah, let's go ahead and do we it. we got three meaty ones. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do uh, Thyard's Murder first. All right, that's you. I didn't touch this one this week, unfortunately. So, Thyard's Murder, uh, Human Target, dropped an album. It's good stuff, man. It's a uh, it's more kind of along the same vein as like previous Die Art Mar- Die Artist Murder album. Nothing really new, uh, but they got this this death deathcore thing down to a science, and they know what they're doing. All the songs are good. Obviously, we have um, uh, Make America Hate Again. That was a good song. I'm kind of trying to point out some uh, uh, stand- bangers. Yeah, some standout tracks. Uh, let me get that pulled up real quick. I'm sorry. Whoops. Uh, shit. Where'd it go? This is what three album reviews do to you. Yeah, because I'm you all like, forget about your whole week. Shit is all jumbled up, and I was trying to get through it, and I had kind of a shitty end of the week because work was like driving me nuts. Um, fuck, where'd it go? I downloaded it. I know that. I'm sorry. Uh, did you even listen? You no, know, I know I definitely <laughs> did. I definitely did. I got through it because I like the artwork. The artwork is fucking metal. Um, Human Target, uh, Make America Hate Again. Uh, Death Squad Anthem and I Welcome to Welcome Oblivion was fucking those were standout tracks. Uh, like I said, they got they know what they're doing. They they got this down to a science. Now, for me, what I'm waiting to see is um Fit for an autopsy to see what they bring to yeah, the table. Yeah, to see them clap back. Yeah. Because I feel like it's always these two yeah. going back and they're, forth. They're always head to head to me as far not maybe not to them, but to me, because they're always like battling for death core supremacy, in my head at least. So um but yeah, it's a good album, solid album. Jake just thought his phone was a tech deck and did a flip on it. <laughs> <laughs> tech decks, dude, they should totally bring those back. Don't get me started. You should be able to do. Fl- no, I'm gonna come to it. Um, but remember the, all the little gangster stickers that would have like little kids, babies dressed up as gangsters, and it'd be I like remember this. That. Yeah, remember the the gangster uh, Looney Tunes? Yeah. If you see a cop wearing a brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get here? Anyway, what what do you rank it? Because we're doing out of ten for albums. Uh, this would be an eight. An eight? This would be an eight. Okay, so it's pretty pretty high up there. Yeah. It's, it's, I think your highest is an eight and a half, right? No. I, I think had, well, my highest is an eight and a half. I had a, I had a ten with uh With Alien. North Lane? Yeah. And you, okay. had a, you had a nine. So For what, what was my nine at? That was uh, North Lane. North, I did not give North Lane a nine, did so I? Did, yes, you did. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yes, you did. All right. So uh, good album. Good stuff. If you're a fan of anything they've done before, you'll like this. And if you like Deathcore, you're looking at the right place. Speaking uh, about ha- fans and blowing hot air, let's talk about Crown the Empire. <laughs> so uh, let me pull up my notes because I made notes for this one. Um, let's talk about Crown the Empire. So Crown the Empire's new album is called Sudden Sky. Um, Where to start? Let's go ahead and break it down. So uh, it starts off with like like an intro that's actually pretty interesting, and it kind of winds up, and it's like, wow, maybe this is going to be something cool and unique that they bring to the table, and it kind of just falls flat after that. Um, tip, and I think I wrote I wrote down typical Crown of the Empire next two tracks, kind of falls into the line of everything they've done previously. Nothing new. Uh, I also wrote down completely unremarkable and forgettable. 
maybe one or two stand, standout uh, standout tracks, Red Pill and Misery being those two tracks. Uh, they they have a formula, okay? Um, they have, not a good formula, like like Rise Against. Well, I mean, I don't know. They they have a formula. They know what they're doing. They like to lean heavily on their choruses because they have good choruses. They've always had good choruses. This goes back to the EP days with voices and all that good stuff. Johnny Ringo and all that stuff. All right. Um, they've always had good choruses. And to me, that's that's all this album is. It's just filled with a lot of good choruses and nothing with a whole lot of substance mixed in. Sure. Uh, yeah, I gave it a meh out of 10. Yeah, it's, it's a four. It's a four out of 10. It's completely but it, not... It's average, if not a little below. So, it's a four. All awesome. right. Next. So, talking about fours, uh, <laughs> let's talk about four out of five. Let's talk some Sanction. Yeah. So, Knock Loose is dropping an album next week, and everybody's hyped because that's going to be the hardcore album of the year. And to much of Knock Loose credit, they got a lot of hype, and they got a big old train behind this. And it might be. But there was a hardcore album that flew under our radars for almost a month. Yeah. And that was Sanction. So Sanction dropped an album called Broken and Refraction, right? Uh, they are definitely on the smaller spectrum when it comes to hardcore bands. Not a whole lot of people know them. Well, I said, and I wrote this down in my notes as well, that I think that after this album, a lot of people will start to know them real quickly. Yeah, this is going to be their breakthrough. Yeah, uh, I, I wrote down in my notes the, the next Knock Loose. Maybe not so much in um, sound. But more so is kind of the trajectory that they're going to take. Because uh, I, I listened to this band's EP last year, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, but this thing is fucking a, a beast. Whole of, nother level, man. It is a beast of an album. This um, is a prime example of what happens when you take talented musicians and you give them to an audio engineer that knows his shit in the fucking studio mm-hmm. and handcrafts a magnificent album in every aspect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go over some of my notes. I said old school hardcore flair because it has that fucking nasty, grimy punch in your fucking gut. And it's relentless, frantic. It doesn't stop. Uh, Every song feels like it has a place. And every song is a little bit different from the one prior to it. Uh, Everything is new. Uh, This is a young band with something to prove. I think they they brought that to the table. Um, (laughs) They're going to fucking smack some people in the mouth and surprise a whole lot of people. I even tweeted that. Uh, what you said, and, you know, everybody think, is looking at Knuckles to have the hard, the hottest hardcore album of the year. I think that Sanction, Sanction is going to fight for it. It's going to def- definitely not going to go down quietly on that front because uh, it's fucking nasty. There's nothing. There's no songs that are like over. I think that maybe the longest song is three minutes long. It's very two and a half minutes, two minutes and twenty seconds. Very hardcore, kind of long songs, and that's nothing wrong with that. I know I give some bands problems with it, but my thing is like I feel like some bands do it because they don't know where to go next. Maybe because their songwriting skills aren't quite there yet. These guys don't have that problem. I feel like they are. Like, they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you go shopping, right? Sometimes you want to look around. Sometimes you want to browse. No, you're going into the store. You're buying toilet paper because you can't wipe your ass. And you're driving home at full speed. <laughs> and this is exactly in, in the best possible way what this album's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wrote it down as, on here in my notes as well that it has some of the most vicious breakdowns of the year so far. Some of these things are just fucking nasty. I think of Radio Lacerations, Answers from a Syringe. Those songs are fucking bangers. And then Mirror, uh, Mirror Syndrome just fucking smacks, smacks you around a little bit and hangs you upside down and takes your lunch money and leaves. Um, and I fucking love it. It's such a it's such a good album. Was not expecting to enjoy it like I did. Um, and cool. You, you, you want to hear what I got about this album? Sure. So I, I was thinking about this album. And I was like, man, how am I going to do my, my food comparison? And I figured it out, right? Okay. And I think this album is very much like 
waffles, maple syrup, and some strawberries on it. Because you have a good, solid, crunchy filling foundation of the waffles. Your hardcore music. This fits your your typical hardcore ballad where we have good breakdowns, great production, nasty, grimy guitars. But that doesn't fall short of still being unique. Because when you bite into that little pocket of the waffle with the syrup in it and you get a bite of that strawberry, you taste that that contrast and flavors. You get that all in one bite. And I think the best thing this album does is it uses the drum kit as a <laughs> fucking weapon. Holy shit. First and foremost, uh, I believe it's on... Uh, what song was it? I want to say it was on Radio Laceration or Mirror Syndrome where it's just... Mm-hmm. It's just this grimy defeating breakdown that'll bash you over the head with a glass bottle yeah and man i i think they really kind of took stock they're like hey what do we have and how can we make it new and interesting and they took that full force i think this album gets a solid like eight and a half out of me man. For, for me like the way i would describe it is that it takes like you're taking a schizophrenic man sit him down in a chair and give him electroshock therapy and that's what it sounds like what's going through in all the best ways man yeah it, it's just fucking it's the nastiest fucking little album 30 minutes long, quick in, quick out, and you're going to be fucking covered in sweat and dirt after it, and it's fucking fantastic. For me, it's a nine. It's if you take two two schizophrenic guys and you make them rob like a 7-Eleven. You know? I feel okay. like this is what this album does very well. Okay. Uh, my standout tracks, I think we, we have some overlap here with Mirror Syndrome. Uh, I like Cordia. I like that one a lot. Okay. Answers from a Syringe, Final Fractions, a banger. And I, like I said, man, this album has a purpose. It goes in. It doesn't waste any time, any any space it gets what it needs to done and it gets the fuck out it's heavy and it says yeet and that's all that matters man (laughs) because you don't need to have these crazy concept albums that are like an hour and a half long and you don't need to have a theme like some you know albums or bands do sometimes you just gotta go in you gotta knock some shit over you gotta have really good production really good interesting background noises and you just gotta be good musicians and go and i know that i'm I'm oversimplifying it because these guys put in a lot of work yeah but you know what when it boils down to it that's what's up. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like I said, it's a nine for me. Uh, not quite album of the year, but it's top def- five. It'll definitely be in the conversation by the end of the year. It, it, I it's not it. my album of the year either. That hasn't been shaken. That hasn't been knocked loose yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's definitely going to be two or three. What are, where are you at right now? You still at Fever War? Yep. Still oh. my number one. I can't okay. shake it. I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, definitely two or three. Well, it depends what the Devil Wars product comes out with, but I think it's fair to say Sanction is going to be top five minimum. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna keep my eye on these guys because, like I said, I, I enjoyed the last the last EP that came out. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. And like I said, these guys are small. These are like I I checked them up on Facebook. They have like nine thousand fans. So if you're not a fan of Sanction or you've never heard of them before, fucking do yourself a favor. Download this motherfucking album and go at it because it's it's good stuff. And you're a fan of heavy aggressive music. The vocalist is fucking phenomenal. It's a lot of good work. It's God's work. So fucking download this shit and do it right now. All right. So with that being said, Gabe, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, we're gonna have some more music news, reviews, gaming talk, and movies next week. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively quick week. As much like the Sanction album, we're quick in and we're quick out this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You guys can join us here next week for episode 130. Wow, that's a little bit of a milestone on that. Uh, Every but, episode's a milestone, right? Yeah, I think mean, this is this is true. But uh, so yeah, other than that, we are uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. And Gabe, you got anything else before we take off? Mm, deuces. All right, deuces.
Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.